<laughs> What's wrong? Not enough, mister? Will you be quiet? I am trying to think here! Whoa, sorry! Mm, take it easy, fella. <sighs> oh, man, now what am I supposed to do? Should I butt this guy in the head and make a break for it? Ugh. No, no, I can't do that. What am I thinking? I'm a man of God, for God's sake. Hmm? She really needs dancing lessons. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. Is he expecting sex tuplets? It's Josh. Hi, what? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> he really needs dancing lessons. It's Andy. It's funny because it's true. And don't get between me and my pudding. I'm Bill. <laughs> pudding. Like, like the novel Puddinghead Wilson by Mark Twain? I said pudding this time. You did say pudding. I enunciated. Yeah. You good job. Good good enunciation there. Hey Bill guys. used his words. Hi, said, what's hey, up? Guys, it's tuning Japanese and and Woot. and we're back after a week off. I apologize to the fans. We had a week of struggling to try to figure out some recording issues. There was some sickness. It was just a crazy week to try to record. Uh, life. so yeah, life. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. This this is what so, happens when when we don't get paid to do this. That's that's true. Hey hey, speaking of paid, you can check out Patreon.com/slash/TuningJapanese. <gasps> We've got lots of bonus content up. We've got uh, different uh, review things that you can go and read. You can read our original notes for reviews and all that good stuff. So definitely go help support the show for one dollar. You get all kinds of bonus content. Uh, so definitely go check that out. For more than that, you get to. Make us watch anime and all kinds of crazy stuff. So definitely go check that out. So before we get started with nerd news, and before we get into also our review of episode 11 of Trigun, Escape from Pain, I just want to take a moment to say, happy anniversary. What'd you get me? Happy anniversary, indeed. <laughs> what I got to get you? Um, I got you my presents, but not actual presents, because we're recording remotely right now. Terrible present. Yeah, it's it's the best I could do. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, hey, I kept Josh out of your house for the night. That's my gift to you. That works. <laughs> hey, guys, one year, one year since we started doing Tuning Japanese to this day, recording the 13th of March. So we are officially a one-year-old podcast. We are old enough to still be piece. sucking from the teat, I think. <laughs> Well, I mean, a crunchy granola parents, they could be sucking from the teat five years from now. So. That's true. Or like uh, that, that one chick from Game of Thrones. Oh, God, I hated both of them. I hated both of them, too. I was happy when their fate happened. I won't spoil anything for spoilers. Spoilers! Spoilers! Least favorite character in the whole damn book. Oh, I don't... Well, okay, that's pretty close. I'd say I'd say probably pretty close, if not the worst. I can't think of anyone that much worse, but but yeah, they were terrible. But anyway, we, we digress. Uh, let's get into some nerd news, shall we, before we get into the review of episode 11. And I believe Josh has some nerd news. Yes, yes, I do. Um, 
I recently was a guest on another podcast. Not even on what? the network. Ooh. I know, right? Ooh, going off brand here. I don't know how I feel about that. I, uh, I knew that because I listened to all of them and Josh hasn't yet. <laughs> that's, there you go. Questendnetwork.com, by the way, for for our network. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, so well, I uh, popped on to uh, the Gameable Saturday Morning Podcast. For uh, those of you that don't know, Gameable is a podcast where they go into various uh, media. First, they did Dis- Disney movies. Then they did Pixar. Now they're doing Saturday morning cartoons and essentially do a discussion of the of the of the media and then see if you can turn it into a role playing game, a tabletop role playing game. Yeah, I think Bill's a big fan of Gameable, right? Yes. What's weird is I'm a bigger fan of Gameable than Josh is of himself because I'm caught up and he's not. There you go. I didn't think anybody was a bigger fan of anything than Josh was of himself. It can happen. What what uh what were you talking about? It was Saturday morning cartoons. So what was your what was your Saturday morning cartoon? Uh, we were talking about Muppet Babies. Nice, interesting. Is it because mm-hmm. you have your nose kind of looks like Gonzo's? <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Um, I uh really love Muppet Babies, and when they were asking for people to guest host, and we already started talking about what we would like to do with them, I popped in and said, "Hey, I'd like to do Muppet Babies because the big thing about Muppet Babies was the whole idea of imagination and and whatnot." And right, as a bunch of tabletop role playing game people, the imagination is key. It was like two and two, you know, just got to put that together. And it was, it was the right, right show to do. I thought, and I had a lot of fun. Check out uh gameable. Uh, I believe it's the gameable podcast on Tumblr that will have links to the episodes that I'm on. I'm on two last week's and this week's episode. Uh, and check out their show in general. Cause it's a lot of fun. Uh, they have a lot of great guests and uh, hopefully down the road, you will hear from Bill and Andrew in the future with them. Right. Yeah, and uh, you can definitely check them out anywhere you, you get your podcast. Uh, yeah. So there we go, Bill. What do you got, guys? Yeah. What's up? Got to be careful. Wait, why? Your microwaves are listening to you. What? No, uh, d- oh, don't tell me that they made a high tech like microwave that will like you could tell it to do things. This is a statement from the White House. Oh, God, oh, no. Oh, that is a, such a terrible way to start any sentences anymore. All right, carry on. Or a fun way to start a sentence. And I'm getting my information about this from Snopes, so you can read the full article there. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, apparently in an interview with Bergen County Record columnist Mike Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, White House advisor Kellyanne Conway oh, boy. is worried that the microwaves can turn into cameras. So wait, McKillian Conway, just just so we can get clarification, she's that unmoving piece of plastic that uh, Trump breaks <laughs> around? Yeah, the one that was on her knees in the middle of the Oval Office. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't someone I... get in trouble for that once? Anyway, um, so are you are you talking about like like she thinks that Transformers are real, like she watched Michael Bay and then like is now freaked out that that's Why... a thing, or Donald Trump watched Michael Bay's Transformers? In fairness to Trump, I don't think this is him. Um, uh-huh. Wow. She was quoted as saying, what I can say is that there are many ways to surveil each other. You can surveil someone through their phones, certainly through their television sets, any number of ways. Conway went on to say that the monitoring could be done with microwaves that turn into cameras, adding, we know this, we know this is a fact of modern life. Oh, Jesus Christ. Robots in disguise. Okay. Bill, you're a science guy. Yes. I'm not. Yes. 
I try not to believe anything coming out of the White House right now, but is this plausible? No. Okay. I mean, there are Good. smart TVs that certainly have uh, microphones in them, so you can talk right. to the TV. But for one, the microwave isn't hooked up to internet or any other way, or phone line, <laughs> or any other way of recording the information back. Okay, you so got a good point there. Yeah, You could theoretically put a miniaturized camera and microphone into a microwave uh, before it was sold. Cook it for six okay. minutes. Right. Um, um, and I do say all this. No, it's not plausible. But, on the other hand, um, I did just start following the Twitter account of Kellyanne's Microwave. So, <laughs> <laughs> Like just the um, second? <laughs> yeah, like two minutes ago I found it. Oh, I nice. want to follow that Twitter too. What, what's the latest tweet? Uh, let's see, the latest tweet I believe just said you. No, wait. Wait, this Microwave Twitter account is hashtag fake news. <laughs> hashtag alternifacts? Yep, um... Also, one of them was, God damn it, I think she's on to me. I must have blinked while I was heating up her coffee. Who blinked up the coffee in the microwave? All right. I've seen Amanda do that. That's oh, God. All right. So um, that's a thing that I wish didn't exist. But I, at least at least we get to laugh. Like, at least I'm enjoying I mean, it. If we're going to die, we can, we can at least laugh. Um, so my nerd news this week has to do with Twitch and a particular Twitch uh, streamer by the name of the Mexican Runner. I stumbled Woot. upon his I stumbled upon his stream kind of by complete accident, and I caught him at the end of a marathon that he's been trying to do for almost three years. On, a three-year uh, marathon? Um, yes. Now, he not played like for three not, years straight. <laughs> no, not like not like straight, but like you know, like he's been going through this whole thing for three years. Um, so, uh, starting on May twenty-eighth of two thousand fourteen, this guy decided that he was going to play through and beat all 714 licensed NES games, uh, including wow. games like ones that use the zapper gun, like Duck Hunt, um, and including games that you think wouldn't have an end, uh, like, you know, things like Pac-Man. They're like, well... Tetris. You, uh, like a, or Tetris, right? There actually is an end to Tetris. Um, you know, a game where mm. you think like it would just keep going. But yes, there are ends to these games. Uh, and wow. he started almost three years ago, and I tuned in when he was playing his very last game, which he saved Super Mario 3 for the end. And it was just a cool thing to kind of see this guy fulfill this crazy three-year journey to try to beat every NES game. It just brought me back to my childhood, and it was pretty fantastic. That is that is something else, actually. Uh, congrats to him. Uh, now, like, like, is this some sort of record? Is there something? Yeah, like, he has anyone ever done this? Now holds the uh, the record for the uh, first person to defeat uh, all, or to win and beat all seven hundred fourteen licensed games. Wow! And some of those games were really hard and uh, yeah. unintentionally hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of the Mega Man's uh, or Ninja Gaiden Wait. or. Or, or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He actually beat Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Yeah, Hyde because yeah, I want to yeah, see yeah. that stream. I want to see sure him do that. I'm sure it's on there somewhere. I'm sure you can find that it game somewhere. Is I'm sure it's on his <laughs> that game is tough. I will try to find it on his website, and I will I will link it to you. Okay? Yeah! So, I got yeah, a functioning that. light gun. He apparently had one that works. Huh. And I don't know how he managed to. Thirk, he would have Thirk to use had some, had CRT, some that worked right, to get that to work. Yeah. I don't know, but I would assume so. Because I yeah. imagine it probably wouldn't work with, like, a, a computer monitor or anything. Well, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that's that's our nerd news segment. Anything else you guys want to add? 
Ooh, ooh, yeah. There was one last thing. I ran into an article yeah. last week. Um, Sue, the dinosaur over at, um, over at the, uh, um, field oh, museum in oh, Chicago. Chicago. We've, we've met. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a Twitter account for one. Man, everything has a Twitter these days. Yeah. Well, on her Twitter account, she was playing D and D. Wait, I what? Thought she's GMing D and D. Yeah. Wait, what? Over at the field museum. There's a whole stream. Uh, it was on, it was on my news feed, uh, a while back. I, I might be able to dig it up and get it to you. But yeah, Sue the Dinosaur is GMing a D&D session and putting it up on Twitter. That is interesting. <laughs> like, how does that work? Is she doing it online? Is she like, like, how is, how is this working? She puts up the scenario as a tweet and then you respond with how you react. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it's like a big, ma- like, massive D&D yeah. game. Yep. Yeah. Apparently there are dinosaurs. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, shall we get into our review? Oh, wait, guys, guys. Before we get into up? our review, you know what we need to do? We need to we need to teleport into the room with Bill and then never speak of this ever again. Yeah, yeah. We need to we need to use our our sacred blood magic that we've been practicing. Are you guys ready, Bill? Do yeah. you, do you, did you? Uh, Spill the the goat's blood in the proper uh, kind of formation on the floor of your of our recording studio. If I spill goat's blood in there, my wife is going to kill me. I thought that's what the color of the walls were, but um, it's really not. It's more orange. Okay. Well, are you guys ready? You guys ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Let, all right, right. Ready. Let's. On the count of three, we all have to do our chant that we've prepared. Are you ready? One, two, three. Awful. Oh Africa, beast. fuck you. Awful, I love <laughs> I love the legends of the hidden temple. Olmec forever. Africa, fuck you. <laughs> so we open at a convoy that's being stopped by the timely arrival of Old Faithful. I mean the demi slad sprays. I, yeah, basically Old Faithful. Yeah, Lots of much. them. Lots of them. Is that normal in a desert? I don't think so. Okay. I would call it the Faithful Field. Okay, you do that. In the Faithful Field from now you on. You do that. We cut to the Bob Saloon. Where <laughs> <we've>... <laughs> what the fucking name is that? The <laughs> that, Bob Saloon. That's like at work. Yeah. When I had the name, our, 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 what do I want to say? Our work division. Oh, God. Our team, they call them. Yeah. Our teams and our work. They're, um, they're just departments. That's what it is. You know, they call them teams, but they're departments. We needed a team name. Uh-huh. Oh, no. And Brad told me, Bill, you get to name the team. I'm like, all right, it's named Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, the service department is still Team Bob. That's nice. fantastic. And people have gone crazy trying to figure out what it meant. Like, they thought maybe I slipped in something dirty. Oh, or... yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and like well, what does it mean? I'm like, it's short for Robert. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. And that's literally what it was. I didn't give a shit. Speaking speaking of the Bob Saloon, do you know the name of the operator? Bob. Frank. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the interior. We have a couple old guys complaining about the fact that the convoy's been stalled yep. uh, because of these sprays and a very poorly dancing uh, dancing girl. More on that later. <laughs> when <laughs> we cut to... She was. She was just like... It was pretty great. It was pretty great. We put a wall in her mouth. When we cut to... With Kuranekosama. They're, they're both there again. Yeah, I know. In case you blocked it out, Bill, senpai is a term of endearment mm-hmm. towards someone. 
essentially that you really care about and look it's, up to. It's, it's a way of saying I'm an asshole and I like this character. <laughs> I get it. It's, he, he probably he probably cuddles his his, uh, his love pillow with <laughs> Wolfwood's face <laughs> on it. She and, told me to get rid of it. Oh, okay. She right. burned it actually. Oh my god, like an effigy. Yes. It was pretty. It was a pretty sad day, but he's playing chess with a grizzled old man. And he's getting love, his ass kicked. I love chess. I like chess too. I think chess I, is I, great. I'm like I'm like senpai though, man. I suck at it. Yeah, I really do. Well, I kind of think, it kind of seems like Wolfwood is not exactly doing well in this game of chess either. Actually, he's kind of losing. Yes, he is kind of losing. I like the fact that while he's still trying to figure out what he needs to do, he goes, well, "I could headbutt him and run away." He goes. Yeah. I'm a man of God, for God's sakes. What yeah. am I thinking? Good good, good quote. I, yeah. I had that written down as well. Right. But uh, while he's still thinking about it, he hears uh, the uh, shrill voice. Well, not shrill, but very upset voice of... Go ahead. It's Millie! Yeah, it's right, Millie! But you missed a quote. Uh, uh, what's the quote I missed? Uh, when he's talking about whether he should headbutt this guy, <laughs> um, he looks over at the girl and she's going, one, two, three, one, two, three, trying to keep <laughs> rhythm. And he just says, probably my favorite line from the whole episode, she really needs dancing lessons. Just says it so dryly. <laughs> it's right. so great. So great. But Millie's there. Right. And she's at the bar. And she's a bit upset over the fact that they don't have pudding. Yeah. Why would they have pudding in a bar? Because it's a bar. Uh, pudding. Bill. Yes. Help here. You, 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 you know, you know alcohol and. Is there a mixed drink that uses pudding? I don't think so. No, you're thinking Jello. Shots. I think yeah, like there's Jello shots. There should be a pudding mixed drink of some sort. I think the alcohol would keep it from setting. It'd probably be congealed. Well, just like you know, mix it. Gross. <laughs> I don't know. I can see like an orange liqueur and a chocolate pudding working. Yeah. Yeah. See. Well, Millie gets uh, upset about the fact that uh, there's no pudding. I would too. The uh, the opponent to the chess game is a bit distracted, and Wolfwood decides to start edging his hand over to the knight, and that's when Kurneko-sama kind of grabs him, <laughs> goes meow, <laughs> yeah, and, and latches on. Fuck your body. Just just like yeah, kind of like, kind of pulls like a, a tiger. Your your cat that hated me back in high school. <laughs> right. Um, that cat never quit. Kept you from cheating at chess. You know, the, the guy's like, what are you doing with your hands on my on my knight? And he goes, ah, I am going down in flames. He, he does say it really well. It's I, a very, I like, very goofy animation. I like, uh, this episode is full of goofy animation. Really, it is. Yeah. Uh, it is like very it. slapstick. I, I love like it. it. Um, but at, while that's going on, Millie takes a bishop, sets it in place, and the guy get, gives up after seeing that. Millie can play chess, apparently. Yeah, pretty fucking really awesome. Well, also, really it's kind well. of cheating. Well, yeah, a little bit, but yeah, the guy. Not a little up. bit. <laughs> um, senpai wins. We actually find out too that senpai. That's the chess equivalent of running in with a steel chair with a ref. You make a good point. Very good point. But yeah, uh, and apparently Senpai's fair was uh, contingent on him winning mm-hmm. the chess game, mm-hmm. so that was good. So we cut to them outside, and uh, apparently uh, Millie got her pudding because she's got two big grocery bags. Well, yeah, she helped. She helped him win. Right. So of course, right. she gets Very all the grateful. pudding she wants. And they start talking about Millie's family, how she's got ten siblings, and the dancing girl runs into Millie. Knocking the pudding everywhere. No, she dropped the she Not dropped the, the bags. She dropped the bags when she said, "I have ten siblings." Oh, that's right. Well, no, ten brothers and sisters. That's right. Asked, ten, that's right. Any siblings? No, but I have ten brothers and sisters. <laughs> and she put ten fingers up. It and let me guess, you're adorable. the youngest. So the uh, the dancing girl is uh, being protected by by senpai and Millie. When all of a sudden, a bunch of thugs show up uh, looking for her, and senpai's like, "Well, yeah, she's hiding right behind me." Throws a cross up in front of him and goes, so uh, tell me why. 
And they're like, yeah, why are you looking for this yeah, girl? And they're like, no, screw you. We're going to find her anyway. Steps on Millie's pudding and Andrew. <laughs> and she says, that happened to be my can of pudding. And you wasted it. And then she blasts the shit out of them with her gun Baby and dead. says, you should never get between people and their pudding. <laughs> Not sure pudding is served in cans. Wasn't there a whole scene in, in uh, Walking Dead where Coral uh, ate a whole can of pudding? <laughs> yes, there was, actually. I, I would not know that. I... <laughs> you should. Because it's a goddamn good show and it's back now. I should it talk about not. that. It is not. It went to shit. No, it's good. You just don't give it a chance. Uh, I gave it way chances. Pregnancy time! I went back yes! Hey. I went back and watched season three. Hey. I tried. I'm pregnant. All right, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Millie's, oh, Millie's pregnant. It's That's a miracle. I say I'm pregnant. It's a miracle of God. <laughs> so Millie and Senpai are walking out, and Millie all of a sudden I is pregnant. Down, baby. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> she's pregnant. She is. She looks like she's about to have sex tuplets. Yeah, an old woman says, gee, young lady, you're enormous. Are you expecting septuplets? So our little dancing oh, girl's actually hiding covertly under ra- Millie's dress coat that's a coat whatever because she wears like a suit underneath or you know khakis and a work shirt so whatever I mean yeah he's, she's hiding under her clothes right right and she's all like oh I'm sorry about this and they're like oh no it's okay senpai goes to light a cigarette and Millie did the classic move that got me to quit smoking secondhand smoke will hurt the baby <laughs> yeah it was a pretty good line <laughs> my favorite thing about this episode is the dynamic between these two characters oh it's so great they have such a really interesting dynamic oh, because so much she's super sweet he's not a bad guy but, but he's kind of an ass he is kind of an ass in this episode he's a hard ass yeah he he has they have he's different very pragmatic well they have different yeah they have different philo- they have different philosophies mm-hmm. she cares about everyone and wants everyone to be okay he thinks about the good of, you know, the greater good of all people rather than a, a few select people. So we, cut, so we cut to uh, Meryl and Vash hanging out back at the convoy. Meryl's upset because Millie hasn't hasn't come back. She's never gone that long. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of more thugs show up and start asking about Vash. Yes. And Vash is very quiet, wearing his sunglasses, and he looks pissed. Yeah, we don't hear much from Vash this episode. Right. Senpai and Millie are heading out to the old faithful field when they get shot at by a young man who tells them to get away from more. And they get away a little bit. And he says, get more away from more. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Yay! Does anyone else get a Romeo and Juliet vibe out of this whole thing? Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, we find out that his name is Julius, and obviously the dancing girl's name it's is more, more. like Romeo. I mean, they're... What? Man, you are <laughs> you, stretching no, this. You are no, 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 no. grasping no, seriously. straws, my friend. More is spelled M-O-O-R-E. Rechange those letters around. R-O-M-E-O. It's an anagram for, for Romeo. Are you doing drugs? No, seriously. <laughs> this, is, this is an illusion. This is a literary illusion to Romeo and Juliet. Julius and more, you change the letters around and more, it becomes Romeo. And it's, just, it's five letters. Those exact same letters are in Romeo. Exposition dump! God damn it, guys. I'm trying to give you a really cool thing here. Ju- I've got an amazing illusion. You can't me. So Julius begins to explain what's going on. Uh, he's the son of the owner of the transportation company going through the old faithful zone. Romeo was a dancing girl, wasn't he? <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Leonardo DiCaprio, so there you go. <laughs> he was pretty enough. Apparently, um, and we cu- actually cut to a uh, well-ringed, Oil. well-dressed... Oiled machine? Uh, old man. <laughs> Our idiot in chief. Kane, the well-oiled machine. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but we go to to a, a well dressed man who's explaining to Vash what's going on as well. That Von Drieck, the uh, very large city, has these uh, very strong security measures, and that apparently his son Julius is their pass. This whole storyline's confusing. But Julius explains <laughs> that his father. Runs the transportation company, but his other father, which I'm assuming is his bio dad or they're a gay couple, I'm not quite sure which uh, one, um, is also the mayor weird. of Vondrique. Uh huh. I think so. I I want to I want to see the story <laughs> where he has two gay dads, <laughs> but the but the but the, enti- the entire the entire conflict of the story is he thinks one of them is is his biological dad and it's the other one the whole time. And there's like, nobody's ever corrected him for like 18 years. Mm -hmm. That'd be a hell of a story. He's like, I've got your chin. He's like, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) So Julius goes out. Get on that. (laughs) I'm going to work on that. Julius is tired of being a passport, so he's going to take more and they're going to run run away and wolf what? More dancing. Hey, missions. hey, and then we get then we get a bit of um more exposition and flashback oh, because Jesus. we find out that apparently they've been exporting slaves and that's what they want her for human trafficking. Yay! Uh, no, that's why Vash. No, I thought she already got trafficked. That's why like they put her into dancing. Probably. That's why she didn't know what, how to dance. Well, just it like, could be. It could be. It's, it's, it was an outfit dance. Well, and then and then Vash is apparently brought in and by the Von Drieck guy, right? Well, yes, he, he's explaining to him that um, he needs Julius back, so he needs him to bring back Julius. Vash goes, 20 million double dollars. Yeah, pretty steep. And also really out of character Extremely for out of character for He Vash. doesn't do anything for money. He's very stoic. He's very just... And, he does some things for money. Yeah, but like little bits. He doesn't like need... And he gives up the money for like sandwiches and stuff. Well, yeah, no, to but... To kids. But he and, does do things for... He doesn't do anything for money, ever. Right. He does. He, you know, and the guy's like, fine, okay, I'll pay it. But I have one more thing, and we cut out to, once again, Julius. Julius and Moore begin to head out into the Old Faithful field when uh, Senpai explains that if Julius leaves, the caravan will go under, and presumably Von Drieck's gonna suffer bad as well, and it's gonna cost innocent lives. And, like, Julius is like, fuck that, I don't care, uh, because we're getting out of here, Moore's not gonna be some uh, Russian dude's uh, sex slave. And we get a really cool, once again difference in viewpoint between Wolfwood and Millie, where Millie shows her complete selflessness, mm-hmm. whereas Wolfwood, you know, again, cares for the lives of many over the few by right. saying, I'm not going to allow you to go and pulls out the guns. basically kill those people at the caravan. Mm-hmm. So he pulls out his guns. Break and our- Welcome to the break card. My name is Andy, as you all know. Apologies once again for missing last week. I really honestly do apologize. We had a lot of scheduling issues, a lot of things going on, sickness. It was a it was tough to try to get an episode out. We tried really hard to even do a an episode reviewing Pokemon Generations and that fell through and I live with the guy that I record that with. So I apologize. We're back this week celebrating our 1 year anniversary. Hey, you want to help us out make year two and three and so on and so forth? Visit patreon.com slash tuningjapanese and pitch in one dollar or more if you'd like. One dollar will get you all of our bonus content, including lots, hours of bonus content, audio, and all kinds of other stuff. If you want to pitch in two dollars, you can get a thank you here on the show during the break card as well as on our website. And you'll get a chance to vote for upcoming movies and series. So check that out as patreon.com slash tuningjapanese.
Once again, thank you to Thurk, our good buddy, who is doing the podcast editing and saving me all kinds of trouble and time. Very much appreciate that. Love you, buddy. Send him a thank you by leaving us a five-star rating or review on iTunes. We love those. We'll read those reviews here in the break card in the future as well. And one final thing, go check out questandnetwork.com for other podcasts, articles, and shows. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the review. Come back from the break, and we're back to Wolfwood putting the gun at, okay. at, at Julius. And then he's like, well, you know what? People are going to die anyway because of this. He puts the gun to his head. Wolfwood yeah. puts the gun to his head. Yeah, kind of a dick move. So cool. I don't know, a little bit of a dick move. So, you know, pretty much saying... You walk past me. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pull this trigger, and my life is gonna my life is gonna be on your hands. Because he makes a point earlier. Because you don't, you know, Julius is like, well, I don't care about the the lives. He goes, you know, you would care if you saw these people dying in front of you. So essentially, he's he's giving them an object lesson, saying, you do this, someone's gonna die, and you're gonna see what that effect is. Could they just cut his hand off and take the pass with him? Yeah. Or couldn't somebody else get the tattoo? I'm I'm assuming or... because of the fact that he is the biological son of the mayor. Maybe it has something that to do with it, it. That has something to do with him being their get-out-of-jail-free card, essentially. Yeah, I think so. Here, here's my credentials. I'm the guy's son. Don't mess with these fuckers. They're with me. So Vash and Merrill. Vash and... Well, wait, 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 wait. We're not done yet, because Julius and Moore do walk past Wolfwood. He pulls the trigger, and it's empty. Click goes click, the gun. Click goes the gun. And... and he, he still thinks that they're wrong, but he's going to let them pass. Right. They, they call his bluff, which right. that's ballsy, because that they could have gotten blood all over him. Right. And Millie decides she's going to go with him as they keep going. I they, love Millie and, so and, much. And I mean, even Senpai's like, you know, this is a bad idea. She's like, I don't care. This is what my sister taught me to be. Right. This is, this is how I was taught to be a, a good person. Then we go to Vash and Meryl, who apparently Vash has accepted... The terms? Yes, I mean it's a very quick cut. It's just that him and he gets into the uh, gets into a jeep, uh, starts heading out. Meryl pops in there and she goes, "Can you tell me what's going on? Is it something terrible?" She's still kind of having her yeah. light-hearted bitchy banter going on with him. It's it's still. But seems, at the same time, you can tell that there's, there's, this there's situation, more trust there. Yeah, than, yeah. Mm-hmm. and this situation is much more serious. Right, and I mean it's a very quick cut, and then we we go back to uh, Millie and the the kids going through the faithful field. She starts getting uh, drenched a little bit, and Moore's like, "Well, if you get any on you, you're gonna get scars." Mm-hmm. And Millie says one of my favorite lines ever is, "Journeys are social scars that affect your life." It's true. No, it isn't. Well, fortune cookie Millie there. It's, it's it's saying that, you know, the things that you have to go through, the hardships you have to face in life, can leave scars, but they're things that make you stronger. But sometimes the journey is just like going to a museum, getting a little bit of nice yeah, stuff to eat, and coming home. I don't think that's really what she's getting at, though. But it scars an indelible impression upon your mind. Now, now who's stretching? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Also, so, I think it's a really bad idea that she took her coat and threw it over her head, because then her back and ass and stuff are exposed to... That, yeah. Mm-hmm. That white shirt's not that thick. No. Did you talk about Meryl pointing the gun at Bash? That hasn't happened yet. Oh, okay, that's why you <laughs> haven't... Spoiler alert! <laughs> so, spoiler, that happens! Right. So, we see Senpai brooding on a rock, smoking a cigarette. His name is so Wolfwood. So cool. And there's, like, people running in slow motion. Yeah, it's very... Like, in the background. Odd animation. <laughs> it's really weird. Then we then we do cut to seeing Meryl and, and Bash uh, Back in the toward, vehicle, yeah. Back in power the vehicle. Walking. <laughs> power uh, walking. And then we get to gotcha. another another bit with, with Millie and the kids. I mean, we're just kind of showing a little bit of progression what's going on here. With Millie and the kids... Uh, so it goes back and forth, back, back and, and forth. forth. And yes, we do actually do cut finally to Meryl. And she starts uh, berating Vash about taking a, a job. 
And she asks him. Yeah, because he tells him. him. Yeah, I, he, he hired me to kill. Yep. And she goes, you took the job? And he goes, yes. And she, she, she's like, that's it. I'm prevent, I'm doing, I'm initiating. She's like, that's it. I'm initiating risk prevention. And she pulls her gun out and puts it to his head. And she's just sitting there and she's looking at him. He's not, he's not, he's not acting like Vash normally does. And she pulls the gun back and she just kind of sits back and just kind of looks at it and kind of thinking that she's got either, she wants to see what's going to happen here because she trusts Vash, as you said earlier. What do you think? Yeah, I think not much is spoken about this. No, I she's she wants to do something, but she can't do something. Mm-hmm. She can't she can't do that to Vash because mm-hmm. she cares about him and and, and I think there's a level of trust there too. Yeah, like there's a level of trust there too that like maybe she knows that he's not going to do something like this after everything that she's seen yeah, thus something, far. Something's up. Yeah, right, something, right. something's going to go down. So we finally break into some uh, action here. Uh, we get a chase uh, ensuing with uh, Millie and the kids. They eventually get apprehended by by a group of thugs. Oh, but not for long because we get the best animation in the entire yeah. episode. Senpai comes in and takes out five armed men he alone fucking and pretty much unarmed. Throws his cross yeah, at the same. first That's guy. Not unarmed when you're whipping a giant okay, metal okay, thing. Okay. And it, it hits the guy okay, in the back. Two out of three, he took out with the cross. It hits the guy in the ass or lower back or something. And the animation, <laughs> the still animation <laughs> like of this guy, butt. yeah, yeah. is, is, is so great. His face is yeah, it's great. Yeah, he the, kicks there. Ass. The still animation. Yes, uh, and then we see uh, up. No, <laughs> Millie is overjoyed to see that that senpai has come back to help them. He's like, "Well, apparently your nosiness gotten uh, got to me." And then he starts thinking, "I think it was mostly from." Va-. So we see a bunch of thugs on top of the hill, weapons drawn. Wolfwood gets ready for another fight, and out comes Vash in the center of them. Yeah, he's he's actually going to get a fight with Vash here, who looks badass, pushing up his glasses with his middle, middle finger, finger. Cool music in the background, and it Draw. looks like there's actually going to be a fight between yeah, the two. He, he draws his gun, and it's actually the animation from the very first episode. If you look at yeah, it, yeah, you, you point you pointed that out, and that's actually kind of cool. Vash has the gun; it's trained on Wolfwood, and next thing you know, from that perspective, he aims at Julius and Moore, opens fire, shoots them in yeah. the back, and he they drop. Them. And it is dramatic as fuck. I know, right? Drama. They go, they go down. Drama. Old faithful goes off. The and yeah, the kids immediately when they fall down, right. one of the guys just goes yeah, up, and I'm kaboom. like, huh? Well, they've been burned to death if they didn't just get shot to death. Right, right. The thugs are immediately like, Vash, what are you doing? You killed Julius. We need him. And Vash is like, I was hired to bring him back. Right. You didn't say. You didn't, you didn't tell, tell me anything. Alive. No, I said stop him. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Told me to stop him. Yeah. And they start freaking out, and they're like, uh, and, and dude, Vash pulls the gun on, on them. They and start, they get foe. Yeah, they get foe hard. They drop the money, they run off, all of that. And we turn around and we see Millie. Millie just starts stomping up to Vash. She it's is, such a sad she scene. is breaking. Yeah. She is, she is, she is pissed. She is sad. Well, she, she decks him. She, dude, she's got a mean right hook. I mean, she clock, clobbers him hard. Oh yeah, real good. Meryl shows up, starts comfort, comforting Millie. She's freaking out over the death of the kids. Vash goes to pick up his, his sunglasses. Wolfwood breaks those. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, yeah, let's finish this. Let's finish our gunfight. Grabs Vash's gun, pops open the cylinder, grabs one of the bullets, and then goes, oh. These are rubber bullets. Rubber bullets. Yeah. Loads it into the gun, points it at Vash, who starts running away, and he shoots him in the back. To which Bill noted about that. Yeah. Like, that's still not good, right? Yeah, no, that would definitely, well, maybe not. Vash, Seriously injured, though. It, at it would, the very it would least. probably kill a regular person uh-huh. who shot point blank with a rubber bullet. Yeah. 
Yeah, right? you're probably right. So we find that Moore and Julius are, are who would alive. have terrible welts on their back. Oh God, yes, the they would. But they are alive and well. They're actually hanging out at the uh, jeep that apparently I'm assuming Meryl placed there because um, she got to be privy of. The, oh yeah, uh, of she the, she, she seemed to be okay with what Vash did. Right, she wasn't like. <clears throat> She explains that uh, that this was actually a job that uh, Julius's father went in on. Yep. So it makes me wonder: was this all set up beforehand, like before even Vash got on the caravan? He'd spoken to Julius's father. I don't know he about he, that. Well, think about this: Julius's father sets up a meeting with Vash before they even get on the caravan. Says, "Hey, I've got this situation: my son and his girlfriend—they're being used. I need to get them out. Mm-hmm. So this is what's going to happen, right?" We're gonna get. We're probably gonna get stuck at, at the old faithful field because that always happens to us. No matter what, we'll right. always be there. We'll be stuck there for a day or two or whatever. I'll show. They'll run off. I'll show up. That makes sense now. And then we'll put on a bit of theater for for the, yeah, for the von Drake fuzz, especially for like you know the I want money that Vash wouldn't have come up with that on his own, right? Without any prior knowledge as to what he was going to do. I want to give them. I want to get make sure that they're taken care of. Twenty million double dollars. We're good to go. And Vash tosses them the money. Says, "Hey, this is from your dad." He says, "Go ahead, take care of yourselves." Yep. yep. And Julius goes, "No, we're not going to live off others," and leaves the money and go. Yeah, these are we're gonna do fucking kids. Well, you know, no, I'm sorry. That's 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 what idiotic, yeah, um, idealistic teenagers would yeah, do. Like in Romeo and Juliet. You hate Romeo and so Juliet. I do. In. Well, they... I like the play. I hate the characters. <laughs> Fair enough. So we cut to some time later uh, as the caravan is moving, and we find out that uh, Senpai has left. But you missed the part where Millie's got her oh, big gosh, sad right. eyes, yeah, and yeah, I posted yeah, that yeah. on our on our. No, right. it's okay. We just, yeah, I did forget that. And I'm I, sorry. I posted on the Twitter the the gif of it, and she's just like waving it's all so, sad. It's it great. is very it's adorable, great. and and Vash and, and Wolf would do comment that she's a really good person. And, yeah, and and Senpai even goes, yeah, just like you. Oh. No. And then we don't see Senpai again because apparently he's he, leaving. He rides off into the sunset. But he said he said that before. Come back, senpai. He'll be back. Don't worry. Please, I'll change. Don't worry. I Just love stop you. saying senpai all the fucking time. Yeah, maybe he's scared of you. Yeah. You no. ru- you've ruined it. He loves me. Uh-huh. He said he'd raise me. Oh. He'd take me home. Lord almighty. That, folks, is the end of that episode. <laughs> um, episode 11. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm going to throw this shirt away, I think. So that is the end. That is episode 11. Escape from pain. Something Josh needs right now, apparently. Um, so let's talk about the episode, what we thought of it. Uh, Josh! Okay, um, it's an enjoyable episode. Um, I just remember wa- sitting down and watching this on like the five billion times I watched this for my uh, write-up. I was like, my God, there's so little yet so much. Yeah. The problem is there, there's a bit of an overcomplication, especially with Julius's backstory that his father runs the transportation yeah, company. It, and, and it wasn't it, necessary. Right. All we could have done with was that Julius is uh, the mayor's son and is the way into the city. We could have gone with that. Mm-hmm. And that Moore is uh, the latest uh, cargo for uh, human uh, human trafficking. Right. You didn't need to come up with this overcomplicated, well, my father is this, and this, and yeah, this. It was too much. And, and, yeah, and they do a lot of, um, a lot of discussing in this episode about the, uh, the effects of, of, yeah. of, of what Julius is gonna do. Mm-hmm. 
I like that part. I really did. And what I also really enjoyed about this episode, it's a very central to Wolfwood and Millie. It's a very strong Wolfwood-Millie episode, mm-hmm. which you don't really get to see much of that. You see a bit of their relationship with each other, and I really, I do enjoy this episode. It's it's a great episode. It's a fun episode, but at mm-hmm. the same time, man, there's some stuff they could have done away with. Yeah, uh, they, they overcomplicated the plot. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Yeah, Bill, what do you think of this episode? Yeah, I think Josh was right. I mean, uh, the ads, so the the Julius Moore thing was just the vehicle. Um, mm-hmm. I think the the heart of this episode was Wolfwood Millie interaction, mm-hmm. which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the I I didn't really give a shit about the kids or what was going on or why or again, like I said, it's Trigun, so even a a bad episode is a is still pretty good, but. Mm-hmm. This one is definitely hurting for being one of the top five. Okay. See, I would disagree because I think this is this might be right there at the top, if not really close to the top for me. Uh, just because I love Millie so much, and I feel like we get a lot of character development of her character. No, that was definitely the high point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I th- and I think that was just, it was fun. I think it was a really fun episode. I do agree though, looking back now, and, and I agree with the things that you've said though about this idea of the over overcomplication mm-hmm. of the of the side plot, the vehicle, as you said. I thought it was a really a fun episode, mm-hmm. and it, the, we get to some heavy stuff next episode. So, oh, God, yes. Uh, the, the anime starts to take a little bit of a turn tone-wise, so it's kind of nice to have one really good goofy episode before things get a little serious. Well, and, and as far as goofy, that it's not nearly as goofy as some of the other episodes that That's we've true. seen. That's true. That's uh, true. There, there is a tonal shift, um, and it's more subtle in this, it's subtle in this one, whereas mm-hmm. the next one's going to be more overt. Oh, please. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Can't uh, wait for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there next week, actually, uh, which will be our review of episode 12, Lost July? No. No. Diablo. I, oh, thank you. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be our review of episode 12, Diablo. Before we uh, get there, we got to close this one out. So, <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and close it up then. Alrighty, This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And remember, don't get between me and my pudding. I'm Bill. <laughs> Seriously, don't. Yeah, I tried it once. It was painful. <laughs> and uh, I'm expecting sex tuplets. Wait a minute, guys. Do you know something I don't? All right, you're Josh. And, uh, um, and I really need dancing lessons. Like, really. It's bad, guys. It's terrible. But no, Desiree. seriously, guys. Oh, it's true. Did, did, did leave with a broken foot. Uh-huh. <sighs> my name is Andy. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. But- No, seriously, guys, you gotta tell me. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) Bye-bye. Guys, seriously? No, I still don't care. No, Uh... No, I have to have the last word. That's how this works. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, the Slasher Sanitarium, 
Own Stars, and our brand new show, New Blood Rising. She's a good girl, isn't she? She's really good. Yes, she is. And you, my friend, are just like her. 